The uh, scripture reading for today comes from Matthew 7, verses 7 through 11. In Matthew 7, 7 through 11. And this is Jesus talking. That ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? We are nearing the end and the conclusion of our uh, sermon series on the discipline of prayer. And so the last number of weeks, we've uh, worked through a bit of the acts process in the order. Didn't know if you've noticed that, but ACTS, A-C-T-S, stands for adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and today, supplication. And so following a bit of the ACTS model for prayer, uh, time is devoted to adore God. Praise Him for His power, His might, His holiness, worshiping Him in all we say and do. The C Time to confess to God our sins, our shortcomings, our desires that deter our worship of him. T, and this would have been last week uh, that Ebenezer brought us the message, time devoted to thank God for his faithfulness, for, for moving mountains and for even those mountains that aren't moved, walking with us through the valleys, over the mountains, whatever that may be. And so then today, the S, supplication, is a time to ask God. Prayer requests. Uh, Wes referred to prayer concerns, prayer requests that we have already today, and we prayed for those. You will likely have similar requests, times of prayer within your Sunday school classes. And in most cases, our prayers end up with a lot of time spent with supplication, asking God for different things. And that's very appropriate. Uh, From Scripture, as part of what I read, we are encouraged to ask of God. Matthew 7, 7, which I just read, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. In Philippians 4, 6, uh, Connor made reference to this. Paul wrote, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And in Hebrews 4.16, during challenging times, we're told and encouraged, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So we are encouraged to ask, have prayer requests, Asking for things is something that every child does with their parents. Wide variety of things that you as parents may have asked for, or if you're a child, that you ask your parents for. Um, A new toy, maybe stopping at Dairy Queen on the way home from doing some shopping, Um, allowing a sleepover with friends, a variety of things that we ask our parents for. And parents, we love to give our kids things. We love to see them happy, enjoying life. But we don't say yes every time. 
we hope to make wise decisions with our kids and for our kids. And so does God. Uh, Matthew 7, 11, Jesus acknowledged, this was the end of what I read, if you then, though you are evil, and, and by evil it means we're, we're sinful, we are not perfect as parents in our perspective and our decisions, but if you then, though you are evil and imperfect, though you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So, when we come to the Lord in prayer and we ask things of him, what is it that we ask? How do we ask? And what do we expect? And Conrad actually made some reference to some of his expectations in the trip as he went into that trip. And we all have expectations of different things. At the LMC Fall Conference uh, Minister's Retreat, uh, it wasn't the retreat, the conference that Wes and I attended in Pennsylvania this past September, there was one speaker that compared and contrasted two words that struck me then and as I prepared for this, this week, strike me now. Um, his reference was not necessarily referring to prayer, but just an overall way of going about life but I think it fits in prayer as well. And the two words he compared were expectation and expectancy. Do we approach God with prayers of expectations or do we approach God with prayers of expectancy? I think there's a difference. And the, the definition between these two is similar. There, there's some common parts to this, but there is a bit of a nuance in the application. An expectation is defined as a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. Expectancy is a state of thinking or hoping that something, especially something pleasant, will happen or be the case. When we sign contracts, whether that's a new house, a new job, a renovation to your house, any hiring of goods or services, there's usually a contract that has expectations tied to it, both directions. Each party is committed, contracted to living up to those expectations. And if those expectations aren't met, then there's further discussion, renegotiation, but there are expectations. And so sometimes when we pray, and maybe more after we pray, I think we can let some of our expectations filter in to how and what we pray for. God, I've served you all these years. Please answer my prayer. God, I've led Bible school. I've taught Sunday school. I've been in church every time the doors are open. I've faithfully and humbly done my daily devotions. Please answer my prayer. And for me, it can become God I faithfully and humbly prayed for years, for a long time. Please answer my prayers. So we, we have expectations sometimes, and if our expectations aren't met, then we can come sometimes be dejected, maybe angry. We start saying, hey, God, where are you? Why have you not answered my prayer? So those expectations can, can be a danger if we're holding on to those. But expectancy in prayer is different. 
My, my sermon today was praying for puppies, and you might have thought, okay, what in the world does that have to do with a sermon? Gwen laughed at me when I told her what the title was. How many of you have taught Sunday school, Bible school, click club, venture club, and in those settings you have opened it up for children to present their prayer requests? Have you done that? Yeah. And in those settings, have you ever had a request for a sick puppy, a sick bird, a pet bird, or a pet lizard? Yeah. And, you know, you kind of felt maybe a little bit silly in praying for those things, but we did, and we do. And the reason we do that is that that child has been taught by parents and teachers that God answers our prayers that God hears them, that he cares for them. And so here, here's a bit of my observation on those times when you know, we pray for puppies. Those children, when they were coming, I, I believe that there was less in their hearts and mind about expectations than simply being in a setting where there was prayer within the community. Their hearts and minds were interested in expectancy of God being present in their life, the life of the individual teaching and leading that setting. I think there was less in those kids' minds about expectations than just a community of prayer and trusting God that he was going to be walking with us. And think about this with your own kids. When your own children come to you with requests, especially the younger ones, they're coming to you because you are their sustainer. You are the source of their wisdom and knowledge. You are the one caring for them, feeding them, nourishing them in all the different ways that we do that with our children. And they recognize that. They are expectant and confident that you will protect and strengthen them. And you know good gifts to give. And God knows which good gifts and good things to give us as well. I firmly believe that God wants us to be happy and enjoy life while we're here on earth, but he also has a perfect plan for us and for this world. And so how and why his will is worked out in certain ways can be a mystery to us and maybe confuse us at times, maybe not always be an easy road to follow. But if we come with prayers in a heart of expectancy, we're placing our trust in God that he knows what is best for us today, tomorrow, next week, next year. In Matthew 6, 26, Jesus tells us, he said, look at the birds in the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? In Luke 12, 7, a similar phrase, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Yours may be more than mine. But don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. God knows you intimately. He cares for you intimately. But as we pray and we ask God for him to act, to respond, 
He loves and cares for us. But even for what we believe are good and worthy things that we might be asking, praying for, he might not answer according to my expectations. That's a bit of what I think Connor was referring to. He had some expectations as he went on the trip, and not all of those things were met, but God was still working. And Connor was trusting God as he took those steps. A few examples of prayers and supplications that are in the Bible. David, in Psalm 4, 1, 5, 8, and 6, 4, prayed for relief, prayed for leading, prayed for deliverance. Solomon, in 1 Kings 3, 9 through 14, prayed for wisdom. Zechariah and Elizabeth, in Luke 1, 13, prayed for a son. And in each of these, God was faithful. I mean, the, the individuals here did not have perfect lives. Zechariah had to be silent for quite a while before he was allowed to talk. David and Solomon both had family problems and kingdom problems, but God was faithful in their walk. And in answering of all these prayers, God's will was completed within that relationship that those individuals had with him. And I think God wants us to be an active part of conversation with him. Us asking him and telling him what is on our hearts and then becoming a part of his will as those things in his will are played out. And he wants to say yes, but we'll only say yes if it's within his plans. And so you might think, well, then why pray? If God's got his plans, his will, what difference does my prayer make? And I think the answer to that goes back to relationships that we have with our parents, with our kids. Did you enjoy having your kids come and ask you to interact with them, to provide advice? Did you enjoy them asking for a relationship? And even if it was asking for toys and things, there were opportunities for you to get down on the floor at times and play with them. Relationship building. And I think God wants a relationship above and beyond anything we might actually ask for. He wants us to be expectant of that relationship and a discovery of his will. And when we ask different things, we, we like to have whatever we ask granted. We don't like to have a no especially if I feel that I've been faithful and humble in my requests, in my prayer life, in my devotional life, then I can start to kind of feel expectations of, well, God's gonna grant this because I've been good. But I would say just because God might say no at times doesn't mean that God hasn't heard and doesn't care. Got one other request that was in the, is in the Bible that I wanna to refer to. Matthew 26, 39. <clears throat> and this is Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus prayed, my Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. And you know what God had to say? No. 
Jesus was going to be arrested. He was going to be mocked. He was going to be beaten. He was going to be flogged. He was going to be forced to carry a heavy cross, placed upon that cross, and crucified. And God's answer to Jesus' request in the garden was no. And it was because of the plan and the will of, this, of salvation for this world, for you and me. And that answer it had to be no. I cannot imagine the agony and pain that God may have felt in having to tell Jesus, no, you have to go through that process. God knew what Jesus was going to have to endure. He knew that he would have to turn his back on the sin that Jesus was bearing on the cross. God knew. But he also knew the glory of the resurrection and the plan for salvation that was in place. Parents hurt when our children are hurting. Parents would many times, frequently, we would volunteer to trade places with our kids when they're hurting. And sometimes you just can't do that. All you can do is be with them and walk with them. And God knows the same challenges that we face and the pain that we feel physically, emotionally, spiritually. And sometimes we have to walk through it. But we're not alone when we do that. He has promised that he'll be walking through us even those times when he may have to say no. He's called each of us for purposes within your family, within your community, within this world to live for him, to love others for him, to bring petitions and prayers, to honor him. And even when it feels like we've gotten an answer of no, he has not abandoned us. Isaiah 41, 9 through 10 calls and encourages us this way. It says, I took you from the ends of the earth, from its furthest corners, I called you. I said, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So when, when we pray and we bring our requests to God, I encourage us, pray with expectancy of being able to walk with God and be strengthened by him within our requests. And just as parents are the source of wisdom and strength for our kids, God is the source of wisdom and strength for us. And I believe as we pray and we ask and we listen, we begin to know the Father and his will better and better. And I also believe that we gain a bit of a strength that God knows me better. And, and not because he's learning anything new. I mean, he's, he's omniscient. He already knows everything. But what I think happens is I grow as the one in faith and confidence of his knowledge and care of me. I'm the one whose mindset and heart changes and becomes more like his 
I believe this idea of expectancy in prayer is more about the process of building and enjoying that relationship than it is about specific results that we might be praying for. But we're still called to bring those to Christ. Our experience on earth may not be an easy walk. My predetermined expectations may not be matched. And part of that reason is God has a better plan, a different plan. It may take longer to play out, but that's where I have to place my trust. God has promised that even in those times where I feel a no, he's walking with me. And what I want to have in my heart is an expectancy of walking with him through all of those times good times, bad times, whatever they may be, but expectancy of a relationship with him in that time of prayer. So I invite the team to come forward and this song, Lord, create in me a clean heart, a pure heart, seeking your will. Good morning to those watching and listening on tape. We want to welcome you and thank you for joining us today for the worship service at uh, Yellow Creek Mennonite Church. We hope that God is and continues to be a strong, encouraging presence in your life. And if there are questions, any prayer concerns, or desire to talk with a pastor, we encourage you to contact the church office at 574-862-2595 or email us at info at yellowcreekmc.org. We also encourage you to visit our website at yellowcreekmc.org and stay updated with events through our Facebook page at Yellow Creek Mennonite Church. If you are in the Goshen and Elkhart area of Northern Indiana, we invite you to join us in person at 64901 Kyne 11, the brick church building on the northwest corner of Kind Road 11 and Kind Road 38. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m. with our Sunday school classes meeting for fellowship, study, and discussion following the service at 10.30. Wednesday evening classes and activities for all ages are available throughout the year, giving opportunities for growing and a priority of nurturing the biblical faith of our children, our youth, and our adults. May God bless you today and this week. Our prayer is that you feel God's love and presence in your life as he walks with you day by day. May God bless you.